G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. It's Tuesday, which means we're joined as ever by our Middle East correspondent, Ron Ross. Ron, good morning. Good morning, Alan. Uh, 20,000 Israelis suing Facebook over incitement of violence by Palestinians. That's a, that's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It's a great uh, combination of people. And very interesting to note in the last couple of days, uh, Facebook have removed the Hamas page uh, from their file and they already had something like 2 million followers. Uh, but this action sees 20,000 Israelis uh, sued the giant Facebook for, in a New York state court, alleging that the social media platform is intentionally disregarding the widespread incitement and calls for murder of Jews being posted on its web pages. A 76-page list of plaintiffs contend that Facebook's refusal to remove the flood of extremist videos, statements and cartoons uh, have encouraged the imminent violence and fanning the flames of terrorist attacks that have taken place in Israel in the last month. The lead plaintiff in the case is Israeli-American Richard Lankin, 76 years of age, who was a passenger on a Jerusalem bus October 13, when Palestinian terrorists from East Jerusalem, armed with guns and knives, carried out a brutal attack. Lankin was shot in the head and stabbed multiple times, and he remains in critical condition with life-threatening injuries in a Jerusalem hospital. Two Israelis were murdered and more than 20 were wounded in the bus attack. The plaintiffs, who other than Lankin and other Israeli-Americans who were actually hurt, have a debatable chance to sue since they've not yet been harmed and not citizens. But certainly there's keen interest uh, in the uh, uh, suit and uh, we'll be watching it closely. Yeah, because social media is the, is the preferred communication method for the terrorists, isn't it? Because it's, it's so easy. Oh, it's a, and so easily accessible, and nobody seems to censor anything. It's an interesting uh, a court case, uh, because if you can sue for one side, you can certainly sue for the other. So it creates an interesting debate. Mm. Uh, Russia and Iran have strengthened their cooperation in, in the Middle East. It's certainly, from news reports in the, the last couple of days, Russia's really, really making its presence felt. Yeah, they've stepped up their activity considerably, and now uh, Russia and Iran have agreed to strengthen their cooperation in an order to bring stability and security to the Middle East, and that statement came uh, from a Russian foreign ministry spokesman. 
Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and his Iranian counterpart Mohammad Javad Zarif held a telephone conversation over the weekend at Moscow's request. The conversation between the two followed Lavrov's talks with the United States, Saudi Arabia and Turkey about Syria, and that talk was held last Friday in Vienna. Uh, and at the weekend, Lavrov said his country was ready to provide air support for Western-backed moderate rebels battling both jihadists and Syrian, uh, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad as Moscow uh, pushes on with its diplomatic offensive over the conflict. So you'll see, uh, as if we haven't seen enough, uh, activity in Syria, uh, things will be hotting up in coming weeks. Because it was quite uh, interesting, I guess, is the word to see uh, Bashar al-Assad with Vladimir Putin in, in Moscow. I mean, they they appeared very pally. Yeah, and it's one of the rare occasions Bashar al-Assad has been prepared to leave Syria and uh, in discussions with Moscow, uh, uh, Moscow responded by saying, we're not working for Assad to stay in power forever as president, but we're very cognizant of his role in the fight against terrorism and the national nudity of that country. Uh, but they seem to be very palsy-walsy in their meeting. Mm. Now, the U.S. has frozen millions of dollars in aid to the Palestinian Authority. That, that's going to hurt. Yeah, I really expected this from the uh, U.S. House of Representatives but they took what is a very rare step of blocking financial aid to the Palestinian Authority. Uh, they froze $370 million in yearly aid requested by the U.S. State Department. And normally those funds uh, reach $450 million, uh, but there's been a cutback by the uh, U.S. Uh, they've frozen that amount to $370 million as a kind of fine for Palestinian Authority behaviour against Israel in the last year. Uh, head of the House Committee on Appropriations, uh, Republican Kay Granger from Texas, and Senior Democrat uh, Representative Nita Lowy from New York, sent a letter to Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas warning that a continuation of incitement on the Palestinian side would lead to a cessation of American financial aid overall. Uh, so it's a tough move. Mm. And that's interesting when you look at what's been happening there, particularly on the Temple Mount. Um, there's now a US plan to install video surveillance to, to try and, and calm down the, the different factions that, that are fighting up there. Israel's welcomed that plan. Yeah, they did. And of course, the Palestinian Authority opposed it. Uh, Israel's Prime Minister at the weekend defended the US plan to install video surveillance at the sensitive Jerusalem site. Uh, conflicting statements have reflected the tough path ahead for the United States uh, as the uh, uh, Palestinians are against it. The surveillance system is the centrepiece of a series of steps announced by John Kerry over the weekend, and the violence has been fueled by Palestinian allegations that Israel is trying to alter a delicate arrangement at the holy site, a charge that Israel uh, denies. Speaking to his cabinet, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel has no plans to change the long-standing status quo at the site where Jews are allowed to visit but not to pray. 
Now, I might say that applies to Christians as well. Um, we often went to the Temple Mount, many of us uh, from Bridges for Peace, and just silently prayed. But if the uh, religious police up there uh, saw your lips moving, you were quickly arrested. Uh, but Netanyahu said the Temple Mount will be managed as it has been until now, and the visits by Jews to the Temple Mount will be maintained. But the Palestinian official Saeb Erekat said Netanyahu was lying. Netanyahu wants the video cameras there just to track our people and arrest them. I guess someone should tell him, if you don't break the law, you don't get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn to some better news. And, and Israeli cancer treatments are uh, taking a top prize in the world of medicine. Yeah, this is an award uh, issued by MIT. And Israelis, as we know, are responsible for many of the world's most important technological strides in the world of medicine. Uh, but what about a cure for cancer? A team of students at Ben-Gurion University in Besheva seems one step closer after winning first place in this week's MIT very prestigious award, the iGEM 2015. The competition, which took place in Boston, hosted 4,600 students from around the world who presented their findings, and uh, Israel took first place. Fantastic. That, that could be good news for all of us in the future, particularly on the day when we hear that bacon causes cancer. That's uh, very bad news for bacon lovers. <laughs> well, I, I find it very interesting that Target in the United States of America have been threatened by their Muslim workers that they will not uh, over-the-counter sell bacon. Uh, and if that's an issue in America, I think that will cause a war. <laughs> I reckon. Finally, this fantastic story about the stabbing victim. Tell us that story. This is an amazing story. It's a sad story, but a wonderful story. A 78-year-old woman in Jerusalem is crediting the Lord and a good Samaritan for her ability to escape a terror attack. One of numerous violent incidents across the region in recent weeks, Marik Vergeman recalled spotting two suspicious-looking men on the bus uh, that she was riding. Uh, she thought to herself, what are they doing here? They should be at work. Within moments, Veldman said the men began praising Allah as one fired shots and the other began stabbing her. People screamed very loudly, she said, describing her ordeal as awful. Uh, then she uttered four words and the attacker stopped immediately. Uh, she, she called out in Dutch, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me, help me. As she called out to Jesus, Veldman said the, the attacker, the man, backed away, allowing her to escape through the buffer's open door. She said, I started walking up the hill, and I was bleeding terribly, and I was alone. Uh, as she said, noting that a Jewish passerby picked her up and drove her to the hospital. Reports indicate she was admitted with several injuries, including uh, a punctured lung, but certainly a heart that praises the Lord Jesus. And that Jewish guy who picked her up, that has a, a resonance of the story of the Good Samaritan. It certainly does, and the lady uh, referred to that in her testimony. Amazing story. Always good to talk to you, Ron. We we'll look forward to talking to you at the same time next week. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.